You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? Mr. Mr. North of South American, all ships at sea, let's go to press. This is Trafalgar Square. The noise that you hear at the moment is the sound of the air raid siren. Uh, this young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him, well, I guess that's more than most 21-year-olds could handle. Who the hell are you guys? Charles and Mambo and Ajax and their Aunt Bev, her boyfriend King Chicken. How has tabloid journalism become so influential and so popular in today's world? I think that I definitely want to keep my relationship, you know, a little bit more guarded. Kim went public with a relationship with Kanye in March. It's pretty good television. We don't do good television, we do the news. Rose! Come on, I love you, Rose. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me saving! Happy Labor Day, party people. We got us a 53-man roster. Ron Rivera and the staff made their cuts yesterday, and while it is not going to stay that way, we got the 53 that are at least going to start week one practice as they start installing the game plan for Philly on Tuesday. Bob Matthews here with you. Welcome to the pod on the SportsJourney.com Worldwide Network. Glad you are with us. Don't forget, you can get us at SportsJourney.com, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Looking forward to our good friend Lake Lewis being out at FedEx next weekend and... According to Lake, hopefully out at practice this week as the COVID restrictions start easing up just a little bit. And we are very excited about that. All right. So Ron Rivera and the team making the rest of the cuts yesterday. You might remember the first one was Saturday as Adrian Peterson was uh, the surprise cut. Uh, Rivera, of course, saying that uh, the reason he did that was because he wanted Peterson to have his own day. So. Let us go down the charts and see where we are at. We're going to hear from Riverboat Ron in just a second. We will check out all of uh, the position groups here. The most uh, dramatic one, of course, being the running back position. And we'll get to that in a second. First, though, big story of cut-down day was the fact that Not only did Alex Smith make the roster, he is on the active roster. There is no injured reserve for Alex Smith. And this just, I mean, you got to be blown away by the recovery that he's made. Don't forget, this is the exact same uh, injury generation ago that finished Joe Theismann's career. They were roughly about the same age. And granted, yes, things have evolved medically since then. But we all remember what it was like all of the time in the hospital, all of the stories about the infections and the multiple surgeries and just the, the work, the amazing amount of work it, it took just to make it back to having a normal life. Forget about playing football. But Ron Rivera said yesterday that when it came right down to it, look, Alex Smith was healthy He was ready to go, cleared for contact, and because of that, he said he flat out earned a spot on the roster. Well, there were a couple things that happened last week that that I found real interesting as as we were talking about what our plan would be with Alex. And, you know, in each each of those sessions, you know, that we had, you could see the progress, you could see him developing. 
but the one thing you really didn't know was his, his, his mental state of mind, where he was. Um, and we sat down with him, myself, uh, Kenny Zampezi and um, Scott Turner, and he was very passionate about wanting the opportunity to play again, very passionate about making this football team. And that really stood out to me because it really just showed that mentally, I, I think he's passed the hurdle. Um, you know, I, I've talked to the doctors, I've, 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 you know, his doctors that, you know, they, that, that he worked with, the surgeons, the, the people that he had talked, he had worked with uh, from the military. I mean, and, and, and our doctors and, and everybody was very positive about where he was physically. Um, and to me, you know, the mental aspect was answered the other day when he was very passionate about it, about believing in himself, you know, because you could see him do things, you could see the progression. But, um, you know, always in the back of your mind, you always wonder about the, the mental aspect, you know, how is he going to be with it? And I just, I loved his response. I loved the way he went at us about wanting to do specific things. And um, you guys didn't get to see it, but we threw him right into the middle of the fire uh, the last two days of practice. He, he, he handled all the 11-on-11 uh, 11 -11 drills for the, uh, for the backups and for the um, practice squad stuff or the practice team stuff. So he, he just, we got right in the middle. People were flying all over the place and he just stood tall. So, um, that was probably the biggest hurdle, I think, for me personally, I wanted to see. And, and, and just watching him do that was really kind of a cool deal because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fired up for what he can be. And, and hopefully we can continue to progress, too. And this gives him a chance to continue to work on the football movements that he's got he's to get back, you know, because, again, he's still rusty. You still see it. You know, and that's the honest part about it. And, and that's the beauty of having uh, both Kenny and Scott in that conversation was they could tell them, hey, you know, there are some things that still look a little rusty that we got to work on. So uh, it was a very positive situation. Um, and I think it really helped give some clarity. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's the short-term IR this year, but everything fine with that. You know, he's not going to go on IR for the time being after the 53 man or. No, no, yeah. he's not. He's not. Um, he, he's in a good, he's in a good place right now. We're in a good place as a football team. So I'm happy with what we've done. That's the only reason we, 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 we activated him was he was cleared completely. And, and, and then that was part of the process that we were going through and, and evaluating him and getting a chance to watch him. Um, but the thing that I wanted to see was exactly how much did he want. And when we sat down and talked and he was very passionate about it, um, you know, that, that kind of helped clear some things in my mind that, you know, that he believes he's ready to play. So, you know, if, if the opportunity comes down the line, who knows? But uh, I do know this, he's, 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 he's working, he's, he's in the middle of everything. And, you know, we're going to continue to go forward with him and, and our football team. You know, quarterbacks go in there and, and some of them get, you know, they get shy and, and they don't stand tall and they, they kind of pull out or, and make bad throws because of, he stood tall. He, you know, guys were all over the place, and, and he stood tall and delivered. You know, delivered some good balls, some good passes. So, um, you know, to me that was one of the things that I, I guess I was looking to see because I, I kept watching, kept saying, "Guy, he's just standing tall, and guys are all over the place, falling in front of him, falling behind him, bumping him." Um, you know, so again, it, it, like I said, it was just I guess another step in the direction. Rivera also went on to say that he would have absolutely no qualms about putting him in the ball game against Philly if, God forbid. Dwayne Haskins gets gets hurt. Now we don't know because we haven't seen an official depth chart yet. If Alex Smith or Kyle Allen is the backup quarterback, I would expect that Kyle Allen would be the backup quarterback. But it, it sounds like Alex Smith is going to be. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Will he actually be active on game day? Because you know you you only got so many spots. Um, you've only got so many jerseys when game day rolls around. So. He's on the roster, so now the question is, do you dress three quarterbacks? And is Alex Smith the third quarterback? Or do you only dress two quarterbacks and Kyle Allen is inactive? 
I really can't see that happening because, again, he's got two years' worth of knowledge in this offensive system. And obviously, it's ride or die with Dwayne Haskins. But you have to think, you always think in, your back of, in the back of your mind, you're prepared. What happens if somebody gets hurt? So it'll be interesting to see. I, I would have to think that the smart move is to not dress him. You know, I mean, if it was, you know, if you're looking at like, would Bill Belichick dress him? No, probably not. He'd dress two quarterbacks and he'd go with that. But then again, you also have to take into account um, the emotional lift that it might give the team at home. And this is a young team that, you know, is going to is going to work on emotion a, a little bit this year, much more so than a veteran team. So it'll be it'll be very, very interesting to see. And it's not some kind of a marketing ploy or, or even a mercy move. Uh, Rivera said later on in the press conference yesterday, quite honestly, he was a little skeptical about whether Alex Smith could get all the way back. Well, I was skeptical to begin with. Um, but the more and more I learned about his situation, the more and more I learned about his recovery um, and talked about those things with, with, with medical personnel, the more I began to understand. Then as I started to watch him, you know, and, and didn't see a lot of residual, you know, uh, you know, one of the things you always, we always watch is guy works really hard. You see how he recovers the next day, works hard, recovers the next day. And that was one of the things we paid attention with Alex. And we never got into a position where we, we felt we had to give him a long period off. And so, which is always a good thing. So he just continued to work and show us what he was capable of. And like I said, the biggest thing for me was really just seeing how passionate what he was about, Hey, I want to get out there. I want to, you know, I, I want to take that chance. I feel good about who I am. I feel good about my recovery, um, and, and I'm, I'm rounding into football shape. So that was a that was a very positive meeting. Like I said, for me personally, make no mistake about it. Alex Smith earned that spot on the 53. Let's take a look at some other positions here. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about it. Uh, we always we always play this piece of music usually when we're leading into Redskins or NFL coverage, which is called a new game. Very dramatic and whatnot. Now, the reason we do that is is because, well, it, it sounds very NFLish, but I was thinking about the title of it, A New Game. You talk about a new game. Check out the running back room for the Redskins. Here's your 53-man roster running backs. Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber, Bryce Love, J.D. McKissick. Last year, it was Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, and Wendell Smallwood on opening day. An entirely new set of running backs. A lot of other new names, too. Ron Rivera came and and turned this offense and defense, he turned this roster over quickly. And it doesn't mean everybody's going to stick, but you take those three, you add in Kyle Allen, of course, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Dontrell Inman, Isaiah Wright on the wide receiver side, Logan Thomas, Marcus Baugh, two new tight ends to join Jeremy Sprinkle, Keith Ishmael, another draft pick. Wes Schweitzer, free agency. David Sharp, Sadiq Charles, Cornelius Lucas, all new players uh, on the offensive line and in the tight end room. As a matter of fact, six, it looks like six of your starters on offense this year going to be different than they were this time last year. Some of them, yeah, there are a few veteran free agents in there, but by and large, it's all young guys, either undrafted free agents or the draft picks. And Ron Rivera said those guys are going to get a chance to make an impact pretty quick because this is 
He said the reason you keep all those guys is because starting right now, you are pouring the foundation for the future. You might be a backup right now. You might be splitting time right now. But the hope is that you're a core guy that you're going to develop and show us, you know, um, I talked to a couple of young guys today that were, they were talking about, oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to be splitting time. And, you know, they, they were kind of wishy-washy on splitting time. I said, look, the only reason we're splitting time is we don't know. So we've got four games in my mind, these first four games to really tell us what we have. We're going to move a lot of guys around. We're going to play a lot of different combinations of people. So, you know, you guys are going to see that. But, you know, that's all part of the process we have to go through to find out which 11 guys should be on the field at that time. So I told that to a few of the guys that came in and um, – you know, that made the team that I talked with today. I said, guys, you, you got to understand, you know, we're going to rotate, we're going to roll, we're going to switch. You know, we're going to work different groups of guys to find out who's our best 11. And a lot of these young guys are guys that I'm hoping are the guys that step up, that ascend, may not ascend in the first few games, but they may ascend as the season goes. And those are the guys that you're going to start saying, okay, this is a cornerstone. This guy's a cornerstone in that position. This guy's a cornerstone on defense. And you're going to start building around it and knowing that, We've got to get these guys signed for the future in a few years, um, you know, because I will say this, if you go back and look at the team I had in Carolina, our biggest problem was after 2015, 2016, we got old. Um, and, and this is a young group. This really is. And it's an exciting young group. And, and that's like I told you guys, big part of the reason why I decided to come here was because of the fact that there's a lot of good, young, talented football players that just don't know yet. And we've got to teach them. Well, you know, both Troy Apke and, 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 uh, Cameron Curl, the Shazer Everett. I mean, th those three young guys really had good camps. It's, it's really not necessarily what, what Sean didn't do as much as how much those guys had progressed. I mean, um, I will be up front. I, I really liked um, Troy coming in when he, was, when he was drafted. When I was in Carolina, Marty Herney and I, we liked him a lot. Marty had actually gone to watch his workout at, at Penn State, and he's a guy that we, you know, we, we, were, we were targeting, and you know, he, got, he got drafted here. Um, so we, you know, we, I kind of followed his career. You know, there's certain guys that you watch, you kind of follow. I kind of follow him. Obviously we played against you guys last year, um, and got a chance to watch him on tape and paid attention to it. And then watching him lately, you really see that growth. Uh, Cameron Curl's a, a guy that was brought to our attention during the draft, a guy that, you know, when you're doing your evals, he's got the nice size, he's got the nice length. Um, but he progressed every day. He seemed to get better. And, you know, we just kept saying, guys, he's got a high ceiling. We think this young man's not even scratching it yet. So we were excited. And then DeShazer, um, you know, who's, 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 a, uh, who's a, 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 a special teams ace. I mean, you, you want those types of guys around. And he's a very smart, very bright young man. So we felt really good about the, pro the progress of those three guys. And, you know, and, and, and we had a number of injuries, you know, some concerns still on our, on our, on our secondary and our cornerback position. That I don't know if you noticed, but we opted to keep six corners. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we are as well. Yeah, Ron Rivera is keeping around a bunch of guys in the defensive backfield who are young and who struggled under Greg Minuski's system last year. Gonna be, I cannot wait to see how much more effective the defense is this year with Jack Del Rio's system. Very simple, very run the hell out there get to the quarterback, put some pressure on him, just kind of go and ball out, as opposed to we remember the mass confusion that we saw in the defensive backfield all last year, you know, right before the snap, and guys are pointing and trying to figure out where they're going to be. Troy Apke was a guy that struggled in Greg Minuski's system last year. No doubt about it. DeShazer Everett, who also uh, made it as the, I guess you would say, the third safety. Another guy... Um, Good special teams guy, but 
struggled to get any playing time in the backfield, in the defensive backfield. You look at the defensive backfield. Ronald Darby made the final 53, and Kendall Fuller made the final 53. Now, again, you look at the defensive backfield, a lot of young guys in, on it. Kendall Fuller, Ronald Darby, the only two free agent signees on defense, really, that, that are going to play in an impact role. And Fuller was the, I mean, you know, he was the guy that they signed in the offseason, the big free agent signee. Everybody else, young kids. Um, you know, Jimmy Moreland, they like him a lot. Danny Johnson, Greg Stroman, you know, those are two guys that struggled in Greg Minuski's system last year. But it's just, it's going to be fascinating to see with Jack Del Rio's much more simplified system, how much more effective they are. Because you heard, you know, coming out, you heard, look, these, these guys have a lot of talent, and it just didn't manifest itself on the field. But how many times last year did we see defensive backs pointing at each other and saying, you know, or Landon Collins directing traffic, say, you go here, you go here, and they just weren't set pre-snap. I'll be fascinated to see how much quieter the defensive backfield is pre-snap. And, I mean, your only other big free agent signing that made the roster on the defensive side, you know, Thomas Davis Sr., and you knew he was going to. He's one of those culture guys that Rivera's talking about, and he's one of those guys that's going to set the tone. And Rivera said there are games where he'll see a lot of snaps and games where he won't see any snaps or see very, very few snaps. But regardless of all of that, the one thing Rivera said, if, if you took nothing else away from yesterday's interviews, is that a lot of this roster has to do with pressing the reset button on the culture. One other thing I found interesting that Rivera said, and it had to do with James Smith-Williams. Now, remember, he was drafted in the seventh round from North Carolina State. Um, it, not only the seventh round, but the Redskins' second pick in the seventh round. And you wonder, okay, you know, why take a guy like that? Granted, he has got a reputation of being kind of freaky athletically, which is good, looking for some depth on the defensive line. But, you know, that there's one place where you're like, okay, they're set on defense. Now, Washington's set on defense, right, on the defensive line right now. Ionitis Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, um, some guy named Chase Young, who I hear is pretty good, Ryan Kerrigan. Um, and, and Ryan Anderson. So why then keep James Smith-Williams? And Rivera addressed that one head on. Position flex. I don't know if you guys saw, but James played the five, the nine, the three, the seven, and the one. Um, he's a guy that we can move inside if we had to. If we got into a situation where we're down the defensive tackle that week, we can move James in and have him practice that position. You know, if we have something happen with one of our DNs, we can put him outside and have him be a DN. That was a big reason for, for, for that move with the young man uh, because he gives you position flex. And with that, you got your 53-man roster. So what is next? Uh, I think, I believe there's a, there's a short walkthrough today, more than likely uh, an off day tomorrow. And then Tuesday they will officially start game planning for Philly, who comes into FedEx. One week from today, a 1 o'clock kickoff. As a matter of fact, exactly seven days from right now, we should be getting ready to start the third quarter.
All right, Nick and the clock on the wall, so it's time for us to get out of here. Have a great Labor Day tomorrow. Uh, enjoy it. We will be back game planning for you as we get into game mode on Tuesday. So we'll see you then. And remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.